Radiant Energy Group, of course, spearheading the um, Davis Refinery, going to be constructed outside of Belfield, North Dakota. So let's start with a uh, just kind of an overview update. Where are we at with the refinery these days? Well, um, as you know, we've been uh, in construction out in the field. We had to button that up for the winter. Um, we also had a lot of legal activity to take care of in connection with our permits, and that appears to be mostly behind us now. Uh, we're in design. Uh, McDermott's our contractor. Uh, they're a big international firm, and uh, they will be using a lot of local contractors in the field, but right now they're busy on design and procurement, and we'll move back to the field this coming spring. I did want to ask you about a um, Associated Press story that I read about your permit to construct. Uh, I had to do with some local people about whether they would be adversely affected by the refinery. And, and anyway, that quote in there about the concern about the health and well-being seemed to stand out a little bit to me. Did that, did you guys, were you guys able to see that or address that or comment on that in any way? Well, we, you know, we have to be selective in how we address what appears in the press. You know, there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, the air quality permit was something we fought long and hard for and had to do a lot to make sure that uh, this project is not going to negatively impact anybody. Um, you know, we did a lot of work to make sure that that's not going to happen. And I think uh, it's just improper for people to continue to apply that this project is going to somehow be a heavy polluter. It's, it's going to be the cleanest such project on the planet when it's done. Uh, we've also done studies that show that, uh, that there's actually going to be more pollution from the visitation to the National Park, the TR Park, that will show up at the refinery than there will be pollution from the refinery show up at the park. Uh, 700,000 visitors per year produce a lot of air pollution and uh, uh, we're actually the recipients of that at the refinery more than the park will suffer from the refinery itself. Um, we also did another uh, recent analysis. It's going to appear as a, a white paper in some of the technical press showing that a dollar uh, invested in a clean refinery like Davis because it reduces pollution from other dirty refineries is a better investment than buying into a wind park or a solar array. It reduces greenhouse gases by much, much more. So by cleaning up our conventional energy sources, we can get back to a cleaner planet a lot quicker than by going after such things as, uh, as those wind towers. You know, one thing that I kind of took from that when I was reading the story is it almost seems like, because really, we're talking about science here. And at the end of the day, you guys had an 18-month review, somewhat of 11,000-plus comments, 900 pages of scientific analysis. I think the EPA was even involved. I mean, you've had a fine-tooth comb on a fine-tooth comb. Yet, it still seems, you know, this misinformation keeps popping up. Is, is a lot of this emotional, or is it the old mentality of refineries? Because it almost seems like you guys just continue to produce the information that continues to get validated, 
that continues to go through that cycle. Yet every now and then I'm seeing that there's still questions coming out of somewhere, I guess. So do you understand the question? Is this is this an emotional misinformational type thing or, or talk to me a little bit about that? Well, yeah, some of it is, I'm sure. And we have to try to avoid the emotional response of, of resenting people continuing to question, you know, our our honesty and our integrity and, and the science that goes into what we've we've done here. But when we started out, there was no way to get around the fact that people looking at what we're doing are going to associate our efforts with the refineries they see all over the place, which, you know, are an average age of a refinery here in the U.S. is now well over 50 years. So they're not real clean. Uh, they don't look real nice. And, yeah, if you're reading about a new refinery going in near you, you're going to start to get worried. So we decided early on we we're going to treat every concern as being valid and address it as fully as possible, uh, both with regard to the science and, and everything else, because, you know, there's an emotional aspect to all of that. Um, but then, you know, there's there's kind of a tipping point where you go through everything over and over again, and, you know, we get our permit, and it was, it was actually longer than 18 months, and, you know, 11,000 public comments that were addressed, each one of them separately, um, and the science over and over again, the engineering work that was done to show what we're doing, uh, you know, the health department working with EPA to make sure that there was no issue unaddressed and that every every bit of available knowledge was applied to the review. And you begin to wonder, are there people who are just going to refuse to hear the answer and keep asking the same question over and over again? Because the answer is not what they want to hear. Um so I think to a certain extent, we're at that tipping point now where people are starting to see that there are certain folks who just are never going to hear the answer, are never going to be satisfied that the concerns have been met because they just don't like the idea of a new refinery. And, you know, I've got a kind of a two-part question that can go two different directions. So if you want to answer both sides of it, you certainly can. But at the same time, don't feel you have to because some of it has to do with patience to where you guys have been extremely patient through this ordeal. I've joked, I think probably six months ago, I started joking that you guys have the patience of Job. And now we're here six months later, and we're still talking about some of the same things that you guys have already been validated for. You know, when we're talking about energy tech and the cleanest refinery on the planet and some of the advanced innovation you guys have had, all of in the comments to the public and this and that, a lot of this has been transparent, if not all of it. I mean, these 900 pages, these are available to the public, aren't they? And you guys have been very transparent to this whole thing. Um, is, is that 11,000 emails, do you think that kind of represents what's going on here? Is that those 11,000 emails were copy and pasted? I mean, even the state, the state health told me that that um, the North Dakota Department of Health said that like 99% of them or 95% of them were basically worded exactly the same. So it gave the appearance that it was copy and pasted or somebody had a centralized um, 
campaign against this. Is that kind of what's going on here? Is that it's really being magnified and you guys are just having a lot of patience through this? I mean, do you understand my question? Because there's a lot there to unpack. But Well, yeah, and I, you know, it's a, if the question's vague, it's because the situation is vague. And I, you know, we, we had to address everyone's individually of those comments, but you're right. Uh, quite a few of them were uh, copies, you know, from an email blast uh, from an organization that has always had kind of a knee-jerk anti-reaction to what we're trying to do and has refused to, to even talk to us about what we're, we're trying to accomplish here. Um, and I, I think that, well, I mean, you know, talk about emotions. Okay, my emotional reaction to some of this is if you care about the environment or if you say you care about the environment and you do not support this project, then you're a hypocrite because we're doing so much more to clean up this industry, which needs to be cleaned up, than anyone gives us credit for. And we're trying to explain that story to people who are supposed to care, and they just don't want to listen. Uh, it doesn't fit their their model. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of more copies. Uh, there were, you know, just a, out of that 11,000, there were only uh, several hundred individualized or, you know, identifiably individual comments. And a lot of them were very thoughtful. And, you know, because of that, of course, we spent more time responding to those than the others because some of them we had to actually do work on to make sure we responded properly. <clears throat> but we did so. And I appreciate every one of those comments. The fact that an organization can convince you know, 8,000 people to press the send button on a, on a canned response is some people consider that a, you know, a questionable commitment to doing anything. But in my book, you know, the fact that somebody read something decided, well, I guess I have to at least do that. It deserves a response. Um, so yeah, we treated each one separately and individually and, and try to respond appropriately. Um, but, you know, there is a patience uh, point, and we, we're we starting to get frustrated with some of the ongoing opposition because it seems to us that they just will never, ever want to even l listen to what we're saying. How much of this is, um, I guess, a, a question or a fear that, they're putting into regulators' heads or the public's heads or something that, you know, after you guys get this constructed and passed permits, this and that, it'll just be the Wild West after that, and there's no regulation on you after that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but after you guys get this up and running, you still have criteria you have to meet, don't you? Yeah, the air quality permit grants limits on every single emission, and unlike old refinery, we are going to monitor each and every one of those individually, continuously, and that information is available on a continuous basis to the agency. Uh, you know, it doesn't quite work this way, but just imagine a big red button at the, uh, the health department's office in uh, Bismarck. If we go over those limits, they hit that button, period. And we shut down until we fix the problem. Um, you know, no 
knowing that that can happen keeps an operator from ever reaching those limits, let alone crossing that line. So what's the timeline look like? Um, I know you kind of briefed it earlier on, but um, where, where what's the next uh, six months to a year look like for you guys? Well, we'll be back out in the field in the spring, as I mentioned, <clears throat> and, you know, getting steel up in the air. I think uh, being in operation by the end of 2020 is starting to get questionable uh, because of the delays that we suffered on the on permits. And also, whenever we have a winter like the one that you guys are having up there now, uh, people start to worry about schedule. So, you know, we'll <clears throat> excuse me. We'll be in operation certainly. You know, for second quarter of 2021, the way it looks now. Any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up here on the uh, Davis Refinery update from the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, Mr. William Prentice? Any final thoughts? Well, you know, uh, first time we talked uh, a couple of years ago, we were real eager to get started. And uh, I was saying how how proud we were of our effort and eager to be part of uh, North Dakota's energy scene. Uh, we're still eager for that to happen. Uh, it's been shoved down the road a little bit, but we're going to get there and be in operation soon. And we'll be very, very happy to be part of the North Dakota energy scene.